And so I don't remember exactly how it goes, but I remember that the, the only words repeated over and over again were Scotty Potty Hey. <laughs> and then clap it. It's great. And for some reason, I, that, I feel like that's every elementary kid's worst nightmare. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Sinusitis and bronchitis. Possibly strep throat. That's what I'm dealing with. None of those are good. Brian Shesko is what I mean. (laughs) Those are going to be our three names by the end of this podcast, I think. Seriously, it very well could be. Don't breathe my breath. (laughs) All right, well. And don't get near this mic. Are you talking through a surgical mask? No, I'm just nasally. Probably should be. Well, let's explain. We This is the time of year that's most exciting for fantasy soccer. Soccer fans in general, football fans around the world. Yes. Very exciting time. Let's explain for a moment because we have lots of new listeners right now. Very excited about it. What we are. Who yep. we are. Uh, we are three Americans who think we know and we continue to learn more and more about fantasy premier league yeah we love the league with a passion we love playing fantasy what league scott is that it's not la liga it's not la liga the premier league that's that's correct that's correct and dave's just giving you a little bit of information about who he is and where his passions lie sure but we're three guys who like to get together we talk about the matches we give you all the fantasy advice you need and more and (laughs) and we sprinkle in some fun segments along the way, a couple of which you're going to hear in this episode. Do you, now, want, one, do you want one right now? Not yet. Ah. We're, not, we're not on to the segments yet, Brian. Okay. Hold on one second. I know you're eager. Eager beaver yeah, seriously. over there. I want to explain a couple of things before we do this. So right now, we, we have a tradition where we highlight each of the promoted clubs with their own short episode uh, as we lead into the start of the new season. Wolves episode last week, not so short, but you know... The, Go it's true. Here. It's crazy long. I like. I looked at the ones but we did. Fun. I liked it. No, I thought it was loaded. Look, we love doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. and and our goal is is look. We know. I know personally because I go back and listen to us just because there's nothing else good in my opinion, not much out there to listen to. <laughs> but I love to hear about the Premier League games that happened the week before, mm-hmm. and you cannot go on American media sites and just hear. Indoor stations and hear much about football, about why, why are you world talking? football. Not you know how we call soccer, right? So yeah, sure. There's one show on ESPN, ESPN FC that might cover it for 30 minutes a day, right? But there's definitely no talk shows about it. My point being is that look, we love to talk about this, and there aren't many places that you can hear about it. So we're going to talk about the games, like Scott just said. And we're going to throw some fantasy stuff in there as well because we love to do that too. Why are you talking bad about all our competition, Dave? Listen, no. Some of the competition is awesome. Man, there's some really good podcasts out there. But there's a lot of podcasts that have good info, but they're so boring. I don't ever want to be boring. Look, that's my role to be stupid. I just don't want to be boring. I hear that. I appreciate that. I hate ESPN FC. Those guys are the worst. Anyway, so we're going to do this episode today on Cardiff City. No, no, you're talking down to the competition. I am. I, I can't say. I was watching Liverpool and Borussia Dortmund play in the International Champions Cup last week. And it got to halftime. And I was like, well, let me just see what they say. 
it's my club. I want to see what people, I like listening to people talk about my club. And uh, yeah, no, it reminded me again, this is why I avoid ESPN FC. I couldn't even sit through one segment of halftime. Hey, Shaka Hislop, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. He I, was not on the stage. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. There, there's some that. guys, come on, you got multiple. You got this multiple is not, Liverpool guys. This yeah, is not and I can't a Burley. Listening to them. This is a, not an ESPN FC podcast. Let's move on. Good point. It's bro. not a critique. Well, we're going to highlight Cardiff City this week. Next week, we're going to talk about Fulham, and then the first week of August, we are going to give you our big preview podcast for the season. Now, here's what's exciting about that episode, and give you an idea of what to look forward to. The rule in Fantasy Premier League is that you can have up to three players on any one club yep. at any given time. And so in that spirit, our preview pod will be the three of us giving you, dear listener, our top three FPL plays from each club and why. And there's no doubt going to be some differences on each one of our lists, which means lots of debate for you to consider and enjoy. But since maybe, we maybe not every club. I mean, come on. Do we need to discuss three guys? On Cardiff, maybe. Yeah, can we, I? We can. We're going to discuss a lot of guys on Cardiff. I just don't know how many will be fantasy relevant. There will be a few. This is coming from the guy, Brian, who last week gave us five players from Wolves to consider. Yeah, and three of them I were cur- es- essential, according to him. <laughs> Must so. own, I heard him say. <laughs> really early to mock this, Scott. <laughs> really right. Remember the Glenn Murray mock last year? Uh, okay. Yeah. Remember the Zlatan mock the year before? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. One right. bet. One bet that you won each year. That's good. That's great. <laughs> we already have one bet from this year. We'll see if we add to that Do list. We have to wait today. the whole year. I don't even remember what it was. It's a whole year. It's well unless <laughs> it's a year you, bet. It's unless Diogo Jota scores eight goals super fast in the season. We're gonna be waiting a long time to see who okay. won that bet. But I've got it written down. We're good. All right. All right, Brian, let's do this thing. Today's Fantasy Soccer FC promoted club special podcast brought to you by Hall's Kids, Cough and Sore Throat Pops. Cherry flavor. Hall's Kids Cough and Sore Throat Pops. When you want the flavor of regular Hall's Cough Drops with the inconvenience of a lollipop stick. <laughs> Is that real? That's what I'll be eating the entire podcast. <laughs> You're that's not what, eating that. That's what I'll be eating in the podcast tonight, I thought you so. were eating a sucker. I mean, yeah. I thought the, you were eating a dum-dum. That looks exactly like a dum-dum. It is a sore throat lozenge. <laughs> so when you hear the clicking, it's not... In your ears, it's coming it's in your out mouth. of Brian, my mouth. Do, do your daughters know that you took their uh, medicine slash candy they do. from them? They do know. <laughs> they are aware. Okay. All right. On to the Cardiff. On to the Cardiff. On to the Bluebirds. City discussion. All right. We'll begin where we uh, like to begin. In fact, actually, we're going to bring it right back over to you, Brian. So one of the things that we do on this show regularly is educate you the listener on how to properly pronounce these players names one reason why is because if you rely on the nbc pronunciation guide which you'll never technically hear about but we do truly know exist long story not going to get into it but there is an nbc pronunciation guide and all their announcers that you will hear on saturday slash sunday monday whenever the games are go by that pronunciation guide but scott Mm -hmm. it is wrong Often. Yeah. NBC, of course, is the American television network that Thank you. exclusively owns the rights to air. I'm sure Sky League. pronounces it perfectly. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? But to help us get it right here in these uh, 50 United States of America is Brian J. in a little segment we like to call How to Say with Brian J. I want to how, how to say 
a very important player for Cardiff this season. Is there going to be music for this? I'm sure I could find some bluebirds tweeting or something. Well, well, not to give too much away, but this guy's Canadian. So you can either choose uh, Our Lady Peace. <laughs> okay. Or uh, more appropriate for his name, I would Hold on. I would like So Fresh, So Clean by Outcast, please. Love that song. What about Nickelback? Any, any Nickelback <laughs> available? I believe this is a Nickelback-free podcast, sir. <laughs> we want, no, you know. We, we would want more listeners. Outcast. <laughs> Outcast is where yeah. it's at. Uh, this is going to be really short and sweet because this this midfielder for okay. Cardiff. All right. I can give you some of the stats because that's what's relevant here to what we're going to be talking about. He had the third highest assist total in the championship last season. He finished with 11, which for comparison's sake, Barry Douglas and Rob Snodgrass led the league with 14. Yeah. He's not far off the pace. Added nine goals on the season. And like I said, we don't. I feel like we don't talk about Canadian players ever. Are there any in the Premier League that you can think of? No, offhand? but ironically, yes. today, today this is uh, July the twenty fifth when we're recording this. Today, a seventeen year old Canadian was signed by Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Well, that's great. Up until this year, Scott Arfield. Oh, Scott Arfield. For okay, great. Yeah. Well, he's Canadian. He is. Fascinating. Well, really, the reason why—I mean, I got to be honest—more than his statistics, which were which were good, were very good for the championship and for Cardiff last season. The real reason why I have to be honest that I wanted to say this guy's name, yeah, is because it's because what his last name rhymes with. Sure. So today's today's very special Cardiff. Midfielder, how to say special? Yeah, none other than David Junior Hoylet. Hoylet, yeah, with an H. Yeah, the rhymes not with a T. Rhymes with <laughs> I'm sure he never heard that as a kid. Look, I wanted to believe. The fact is, I just wanted to believe that it was not pronounced that way. I was thinking like, right. oh, he's from Canada. It he looks Hoylet. Like maybe he's from. Maybe he's from Quebec. Sure, and it's a French no, right. No. When I was it's in a hoilet. when I was in elementary school, uh, I remember we were you, you walked into the cafeteria at lunchtime, and you lined up along the wall waiting for your food. I remember there was one day in particular where I was at the front of the line, so I got through and I was sitting uh, at one of the one of the tables, and all my classmates were waiting to go through. And as they were in line, somehow someone came up with this idea to take my name. And to turn it into a rhyming, clapping, rhythmic song. <laughs> and so I don't remember exactly how it goes, but I remember that the, the only words repeated over and over again were Scotty Potty Hey. <laughs> and then clap it. That's great. And for some reason... I, that, I feel like that's every elementary kid's worst nightmare. That, that thought got triggered in my head as you were making fun of Junior Toilet's name. Toilet toilet yeah so go right <laughs> your research started brian hoping that it wasn't actually hoilet i really hoped it wasn't but it, but and it is what look, you found out was i am not look that is juvenile it's absolutely child childish i do not i am not in any way taking away from a fantastic season sure from junior hoilet 
yeah. for Cardiff. Yeah. Well, as one of three Cardiff players in FPL right now who are five and a half pounds, mm-hmm. highest priced mm-hmm. uh, alongside Patterson in the midfield and Bobby Reed at the forward position, he's probably going to have some say in what Cardiff's chances I are. I assume so. Game. Speaking of Cardiff, I want to take a few minutes to go through the uh, incomplete, unofficial history of Cardiff City. I like to do this to give us kind of an idea of who we're watching and, and what the history of this club is. These clubs have a, a vast and grand history. And uh, and so I want to get into Cardiff's here for a few minutes, if I may. We've already discussed the fact that their nickname is the Bluebirds. That's right. That's their one and only nickname. Uh, they've been playing in Cardiff City Stadium since 2009. Uh, they played in a stadium for literally over 100 years before that, but 2009... In 2009, they uh, entered into Cardiff City Stadium, and uh, their highest attendance ever was actually last year when they got promoted. 33,280 people watched them play in person. The club was formed in 1899. I love these old-timey histories. Uh, they were originally known as Riverside AFC. River, I like that. Riverside. Riverside. Yep. Uh, they have two primary rivals, neither of whom are in the Premier League for this upcoming season. In fact, just like we discussed with Wolves, who replaced West Brom, their primary rival in the Premier League yeah. this year, uh, Cardiff is doing the same with their primary rival, Swansea. Uh, that is known as the South Wales Derby. In fact, it, it, we haven't mentioned it yet in the show, but Cardiff is representing Wales this upcoming year. Swansea no longer in the league, so Cardiff will take up that mantle representing Wales in the uh, Premier League this upcoming year. But they call it the South Wales Derby when those two clubs play. They also are rivals with Bristol City. Oh. Uh, that is known as the Severn side. That, that will come in interesting later. Does that have something to do with their, uh, with their transfer? Yes. With their transfer deals? Yes, indeed. Now, when it comes to the success of Cardiff City, just like with many of these clubs, all of it comes many, many decades ago. Mm. In fact, there is one significant trophy in Cardiff's history, and that is the FA Cup. They won the FA Cup once. Oh, wow. 1927. That was a great year. What were you doing that year, Brian? What was I doing? Yeah, a lot. They have a, a pretty successful youth academy. In fact, Dave, are you familiar with probably the most famous graduate of Cardiff City's youth academy? He also is the youngest player to ever put on the Cardiff City kit for the Aaron, senior club. Aaron Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey is yeah. the guy. Uh, he uh, His first match for Cardiff was when he was 16 and sixteen years and 123 days old. Wow. Uh, so I th- I'm impressed i thought i, th- I well, didn't know he, if you would know that well you went to me i figured it probably leaning arsenal and then i knew ramsey was welsh so anyways uh, i went through the, the the history of the club's records and you know how sometimes clubs have these impressive records but then they also have these records it's like mm, you probably don't want that record mm, you know what I mean? yeah last season cardiff city set the record for the most league wins to start a season I'd like to hear guesses on what you think that number is. How many like in a row? Wins in a row to start a league season Cardiff had. It set the record, 17-18 season. Brian, what are you thinking? 7. Dave? Yeah, I was at 8. I, I don't think it's much more than that. There's no way. So the record was set last season when they won their first 3 wow. matches to start the wow. season. I was way off. Not <laughs> not so good. Not no. so good. 
Now I want to fast forward into the current decade because this is where this is where things got interesting. So Cardiff almost won another trophy in the 2012-2013. Uh, sorry, yeah, 2012-2013 season when they played Liverpool in the final of the League Cup. I believe it was still the uh, sponsored by Carlsberg that year. It was like one of the last years. The Capital One no, Cup. No, Carling. Was it the Carling Cup? Carling Cup. Thank you. Not Carling Carlsberg. Cup, yeah. Yep, Carling Cup. Before it became the Capital One Cup. Yeah. It's, it's gone through all sorts of things. We'll, we'll just call it the League, the League Cup. Cup yeah. There was a shootout. Steven Gerrard's cousin missed the last Cardiff penalty kick taken, and it helped Liverpool win the trophy. Was Gerrard on the field at this point? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, some special smack he talked. Dun, that, dun, dun, dun. Oh, he, you know, he deep, felt, he felt deep really in the bad. family history. You know, he was, he was oh, I'm sure bad. he felt so bad. I just won the League Cup. I'm sure I felt so bad for Cousin. <laughs> he did, according to his words. In the 12-13 uh, season, they won the championship uh, with then-manager Mulkey McKay and uh, ended up getting promoted 13-14. It was a one-year promotion and then subsequent relegation. They were up for one year and went right back down. Now, this particular season was stained by a very public fight, perhaps you remember this, Dave, between manager Mulkey McKay and owner Vincent Tan. I think I vaguely remember this. Vincent Tan is still the owner of Cardiff City. Mulkey McKay was fired. I'm sure. In the 12-13 season. He didn't even make it. Usually when the owner and coaches go head-to-head, Usually the owner, no. I mean the the coach is, is out. Yes, the owner's going to win. That's exactly right. So that was the case here too. Vincent Tan claimed that Mackay spent too much money. He exceeded his budget. Mackay insisted that, that was crazy. Uh, Tan uh, wrote Mackay and said, "You need to resign." Mackay said, "I refuse," and ended up managing two more matches. Uh, there was a particular loss to Southampton where after the loss. Vincent Tan, just before leaving his owner's box, seemed to make some kind of gesture and comment in Mackay's direction. It was very, very ugly. However, the entire time this was playing out publicly, it was very clear that Vincent Tan was the heel, the bad guy. Mulkey Mackay was the good guy. He was the guy everyone felt sympathetic for. He is the baby face. This This is not a WWE podcast. It is not. Then, Mackay tried to get a job with Crystal Palace a year or so later, and Cardiff City submitted documentation to the FA to say Malky Mackay shouldn't get this job. Long story short, they claimed he was racist, uh, they claimed that he was homophobic, and they had documentation to prove it, and all of a sudden, everyone's brains got twisted because all along, we thought Mackay was the good guy and the victim in this situation, and it turns out that Vincent Tan maybe was kind of yeah. not good, but covering some of that stuff up, it, so, was, it was messy. So Mackay got sacked, and then he got <laughs> sacked. <laughs> in a manner of speaking, yes. <laughs> So you guys know how I feel about promoted clubs. I always, I always approach them very pessimistically. Yeah, you hate them. I really do. Uh, you present, I, you present it so well, but I feel like deep down you do. There's a little. There's always major pessimism. Neil Warnock is their I manager knew now. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get to Neil. I couldn't wait. We do something on our show sometimes called the Manager Quote of the Week, and I have no doubt that Neil Warnock is going to provide a few of those. (coughs) The only thing that will potentially keep him from dominating that segment all season long is his 
imminent sacking at some point in the upcoming year. You think it you think there's no way he's not getting sacked. Vincent Tan's gonna let him go. He's he didn't let Makai get into January. He's not gonna let Warnock do it either. Warnock is look, just just to give a little background on Warnock and, and I'm, I'm hijacking Scott's moment to let him have a sip of, of beverage. Uh Neil Warnock, sixty nine years old. Looks every over the last thirty eight years since he's been managing, he's managed seventeen teams. A okay. good bit of managing. 17 teams in 38 years. Yeah, and they say that about your resume, that you want to have at least as many jobs as there are years yeah. of your employment. Now, how does he keep his to one page? That's what I want to I don't know. What's, Scott, is true, though. Well, it's interesting, though. He has been at Cardiff since 2016. So, technically, he's above... <laughs> Great. He's got he's two due. years in. Two he's years due. in. Yeah, he's due for a sacking. Here's the thing. This is not a college football podcast, but bear with me for a second. Okay. I propose to you that there are three, and I think... A college I, American football? American, yes, college American football. But the, in college football, it's very clear that there are three types of head coaches. Your championship-level coaches, uh, the ones who can take great teams and, and, and keep them great and, and you know qualify for conference championships, play for national championships, and so on. You have your middle-of-the-road coaches... These are the ones who usually they can take like a bad team and make them a bowl team. They can sure. make them like 500, you know, 6-7 wins. Occasionally they'll get a 9-win season with the right amount of magic and a senior quarterback. They'll, they'll do that. You know, those are in there. They're never going to be championship-level quarterbacks. So they can make a bad team good, but they can't make a good team great. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the biggest group of coaches, which is just bad coaches. Okay? Those, those are the three. Neil Warnock is in that category of coach, and most of them just tend to be English. <laughs> he can make a championship team promoted. He can get a championship team promoted. He's not going to succeed in the Premier League. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. He is that middle-class category of coach in my college football analogy here. He's he's done what he can do. Now he needs to go back down. The Queens Park Rangers. Grab Bristol City. Doesn't have to go far. Uh, and Aston Villa. Bring them up in a couple of years. Aston Villa's, Aston Villa's got their own middle-class manager right now that they're dealing with, Steve Bruce. So, no, I have very low hopes for Neil Warnock. I'm just excited for the crazy things he's going to do on the touchline in front of a microphone. Uh, Listen, we've been missing ever since Louis van Gaal. Uh, <laughs> who still inspired the name of our league, yeah, Brian. Sure. He had what is so... this world twisted? Say it again. What is this world twisted? He had so it very, many. It very easily could be in what for world we live. <laughs> Two of the greatest quotes ever. You're going to have to talk me out of having my team name be Queens Park Raisins this year. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, I got I, I to gotta talk through their four signings briefly, and then I'm going to go into my limerick that I always do to sure. end this segment. So, so far, Cardiff City signed four players. The biggest name is Bobby Reed from rival Bristol City. Which is, that's interesting, right? Uh, depending on how you feel about championship well, I mean, li- goals. Is, did, when was the last time Liverpool signed anyone from Everton? That's, and, val- that's a great... Yeah, and or sure. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, that's When right. was the last time Arsenal signed anyone from Spurs and or vice versa? Yeah. When was the last time City without, and United... Without controversy. <laughs> okay, right. Yes, the, no doubt. And then, and or use the same analogy for City and United. I'm just saying. I was looking at it more from the perspective of they actually think a guy who can score goals in the championship is going to score goals in the Premier League, but I digress. Greg Cunningham. Such a mocker. I am. Signed from Preston. Josh Murphy from Norwich. 
Alex Smithies, goalkeeper from QPR. All these championship guys, so far, what they think they're going to get uh, help with. Honestly, this this smacks entirely of one-year wonder once again. It, it's Working-class metal. That's what they needed. Now, Scott, sure. I do want to be on record. I'm not saying I don't agree with you, but you were this way heavily in Huddersfield last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Huddersfield found a way to stay up. Who knows? I was talking with Brian earlier. They've had some signings that have been surprising. I did not realize they they hadn't even made some of these signings. I'm not even sure we've referenced some of them. So I just wonder, Scott, maybe Cardiff isn't as bad as you think they are. Okay. Well, well, listen. I'll uh, stand corrected. Look, it's a great comparison because Huddersfield forever seems to be the. I don't know what it will take for the, for there to be a lower comparison for a promoted club considering Huddersfield never forget promoted to the Premier League with a minus two goal differential yeah and 56 goals for in their season so Mm. this is a second place Cardiff team not a you know not a playoff winning Cardiff team Wolves won the championship last year not you know it's not great that they scored 69 goals it was 10 fewer than Fulham did, but, you know, this is still a plus 30 goal differential for the for the season last season. And, and, and that sounds tied, like a lot of boring football, Brian. Well, it is a lot of boring football. Uh, 39 goals allowed, you know, which is tied for the best in the championship with Wolves. So it's not the worst that it could be coming in. Huddersfield is the worst that it could be coming in. Yeah. And they, they, but I don't know. Maybe that if that yeah, very well could be. This a, is not a Huddersfield uh, podcast. Well, no, I'm just saying this could go to your Neil Warnock point that Neil Warnock is not David Wagner. No, he's not. He will not inspire them to promotion like right. Wagner did. And sophomore slump. I'm calling it. I've been calling it every week for the last couple of weeks now. That's a real thing. Scott's sending Cardiff and Huddersfield down already. Yep. And I'll give you my surprise third club in the preview pod in a couple of weeks. Uh oh. Can I give you my limerick, Dave? I love it. I like to do a, just a, a silly little limerick to finish this segment. Now, filthy. Get your finger on the squeaky toy button, Dave, because the the swear is in a surprising place. Really? Yep. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Here I go. The bluebirds are back, and they're flying high. After this one-year ride, we'll again say bye. Reed Murphy and Smithies. Now you're just being sillies. At least this time it'll be without that <laughs> Makai. <laughs> That's good. I, honestly, as many uh, limericks as you continue to come up with, number one, they're actually, uh, you can't just throw a rhyme together and it become a limerick. It has to have a certain. Um, Canter. A little bit of rhythm, yeah. yeah, yeah. In rhythm. Something, so, yeah, something close uh, to it. Well done. Well done <laughs> as you, usual. I and I that. always love a filthy limerick. You Absolutely. Hate, you hate them so bad. Cardiff? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But let's let's let Dave try to sell me on them. Dave. So go ahead, Dave. Tell me who I should care about in fantasy Premier League as it relates to Cardiff City in this upcoming season. Listen, I, I would love to say that there's look last week uh in our previous spot on the Wolverhampton Wanderers mm-hmm. this is not a Wolverhampton Wanderers podcast Brian we did this last week but in that pod it was discussed about a few different players 
Diogo yeah, Jota. Diogo. Mm-hmm. Diogo Jota, Barry Douglas, and Willie Bully, along with Cavalero, right? In other words, four players that you're not going to be seen of as crazy if you if they find a way. Now, when obviously you cannot you cannot add four, but point being, uh, let me just answer here. They've signed two more guys since our pod last week, who are going to be curious. Interesting. Wolves are doing work. They they want to stay up. Yes, they do. They want to stay up, and, and I, they I, have a very interesting manager. The anti Warren. I don't know if that's true or not, but someone I'm a little bit more. Uh, hopeful for uh, leading a club into the Premier League and staying in the Premier League than I am Neil Warnock. So one thing that I noticed, Brian, when I started looking at all the stats for Cardiff last year is they loved to spread the goals around. They sure did. They had Callum Peterson. Peterson. It's only got one T. Well, <laughs> I would still go with the, the short A. But you if, you wanna, if you want to call it's, him Paterson, it's P A T E R S O N. I see it. I Paterson see it right in front of me. Yep. You think it's you think that's Patterson? I'm going to go with Patterson. But right. We can confirm that at a later sure. date. Sure. Callum Paterson, ten goals. David Junior Hoylet, who we've already mentioned, nine goals. Kenneth Bryan, help me here. Is it Zahore or Zahor? Zahor. Yeah, man. Nine goals. Joe Rawls, seven goals. Sean Morrison, seven goals. Nathaniel Mendez Lang, six goals. In other words, like they spread the love around. It, it wasn't like they had a Mohamed Salah dropping thirty-two goals in, right? They had a bunch of guys. They didn't like, even have a. They didn't even have a Glenn Murray or Diogo Jota. They did not. It was hey, we're going to go out there and win this as a team. Yeah, Callum Patterson was the only Cardiff player in the top twenty. In championship scoring last season, and that was. But only- then after that, it's like they dominated twenty <laughs> through fifty. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They filled yeah. up the stat box in twenty through fifty. So, if you're looking for standout guys, Scott, I can't say that there's many standout guys. Mm-hmm. Brian's how to say I think Davis Junior Hoylet, and I'll, there's one I'll get to. We're talking about guys that played for Cardiff last year. Yeah, Hoylet had. Hoylet had nine goals and eleven assists, right? But yeah. uh, and then you don't, you just can, glo- don't just gloss over that. It's good. It's good. It is good. It is good. But is it like anything that's outstanding? Like he's probably going to be an okay, solid guy. But it's just not going to be a guy that I'm going to that someone who I think maybe has superstar potential. He's at a five point five bedillion pounds, right? Yep. So, I don't know, man. Jack Wilshire's a five. I think I'm going with Jack Wilshire. Come on. Jack right? Wilshire doesn't score points. You know this. You know he doesn't. I don't care if his price Scott, is cheaper. Points are points, Dave. Was he scoring at Bournemouth? No. Was that his fault? <laughs> you think You think Jack Wilshire will have more success at West Ham in terms of what leads to fantasy points than he did at Bournemouth or even at Arsenal? I actually do, and call me an idiot, what which is fair. What gives you that confidence? Because I know what he can do, and it's been a long time since that's happened. And I think the talent he'll be playing with on West Ham is much better than the talent he was playing with at Bournemouth. Interesting. So, well, and they and, listen. And I don't what, have any stats to prove this. This is if not anything, a West Ham or <clears throat> Jack Wilshire podcast, but for sure, they've already Manuel, Manuel Pellegrini has already talked about. 
managing his health, managing his <laughs> minutes. He's not going to play every match. I think is P- Pellegrini yeah. said that specifically. Yeah, because he's going to get hurt and can't. So, but th- I think technically he played. He played a lot, a lot of games for Bournemouth, right? Yeah. But there's no. That's the if you want to look statistically about him, being but, injured is up there. What you want to know is if you were going to put a bet on it, Dave, you would take the over in fantasy points scored Jack Wilshire versus David Jr. Hoylet. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> if you aren't willing to say that, then why would you buy Wilshire at a five and not Hoylet at a five and a half? So when we discussed the beginning of the season or a couple pods ago, Scott, what did you what was your advice to everyone? About the beginning of the season? Yeah. You build you your build your team for the first four weeks of the year. That's yeah. Okay, That's so what I was gonna say. Hoylet is not. I thought you were gonna say for the first. You play. You build your team for the first. I. For the first I. Week. You, you definitely build your your FPL lineup at the start of the season for the start of the season. You don't build it with fifteen guys you think you're gonna score the most points over the course of the season. You build it for the best squad from week to week, and you improve using your free transfer. Maybe the occasional minus four if you have to use an extra transfer here and there. But you build it to start the season with the best lineup for game week one. But in the beginning, you're right. Those first three months, I do like to build uh, in the medium term. I do like to build in the medium term from international break to international break. And so for this upcoming season, that means game weeks one through four. And then take a week with that international break to see what I've got. So... Yes, I do look at that. That is how I build my squad. I've made the mistake of looking at who I think is going to be best over the course of the season for game week one, and that's just not the way you do it in an auction league. When you have a draft league, like in American fantasy football or even in an, a, a Premier League draft league, yeah, then you got to look at who's going to score the most points over the course of the season. But in an auction league, you buy the best roster, the best squad for game week one. And the reason why I say we this is even relevant in discussing like Wilshire versus Hoylet is the fact that Hoylet had 44 appearances last year. Yep. He was Wilshire one of, hasn't yeah, he, had, there's been four years where Wilshire hasn't had 44 appearances in four years. <laughs> now the last couple of years have been different. I digress. Let's get to some important stuff. Some things that I think are relevant. Scott, the beginning of the season, before we do that, I think it's time for us to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Go ahead. When we at Issy Boo Cakes in Cardiff found out that the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast was going to feature our hometown club in their next episode, we just knew we had to be their sponsor. When it comes to baked goods, we get variety. In fact, we have almost as much variety as the Bluebirds have goal scorers. Well done. At Issy Boo Cakes, we create freshly baked, elegantly designed cakes, cupcakes, cake pops, Welsh cakes, tray bakes, and biscuits, perfect for all occasions. That's awesome. You have seven things. Such as weddings, birthdays, new baby, baby shower, christenings, anniversaries, corporate events, engagements, and children's parties. That was nine things. We also create unique wedding favors and bake gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan cakes. Please take a look at our menu for a selection of delectable flavors and browse our photo gallery for inspiration. Don't forget to contact us for a quote. You can look for that on our website, issyboocakes.co.uk. That's I-S-S-Y-B-O-O-Cakes. Yeah, issyboo.co.uk. Boom! Yeah, but how are their pies? I'm sure they're a bangerang. So, Dave, who, since you have no one of significance on this team that you want to talk about, that's not and, true. And Junior Hoylet's going to outscore 
Jack Wilshire. He probably barely. will just based on longevity. Who who do you even care about discussing it? I'll tell point? you. I'll tell you who. And this is why, right? So at the beginning of last year, go back and listen to, if you really want to bore yourself, <laughs> go back and listen to our Huddersfield preview podcast. In there, we we were brief, but we added some guys. And then in we talked about some other defensive guys. When we got to the season, I remember we were eight, nine, ten, ten, eight or nine, ten games in. Scott was definitely poo-pooing. Like Huddersfield had like three defensive guys, like in the in the top fifteen of the league at the time. They had had some clean they were, sheets. They were they had some great results early on. Yep. But what's wild is look at the end of the year stats, and they had two or three defenders that were still like in the top fifteen. Like they stayed there. They didn't go anywhere. I'm saying Cardiff has. I'm not staking my. I'm not putting my flag in the ground, Scott, and claiming this. They have a couple guys who have a chance to do that. I know who you're going to say. Sean Morrison, yep. their team captain, 38 appearances last year, seven goals, one assist, six man of the matches. Yep. A very good rating. Again, thanks whoscored.com for giving me all my stats. I just got them from your website. But <laughs> you did a fantastic job collecting them. When who scored, and, I, and I'll reference this multiple weeks, but when who scored puts out their stats... They end up having a rating. I don't know how they come up with their rating, but it's calculated based on a ton of things that we don't even discuss. Right. He had a really high rating of a 7.56. The other defender that I'll mention, Sol Bamba. Right. 43 appearances. Okay? Four goals, one assist, eight man of the matches, a rating of 7.51. If you're going to go with anyone, Morrison is a 5-0, but you know me, Scott, I love a defender who plays every week and every once in a while might give me a clean sheet and is really cheap at a 4.5. You could do worse, Brian, than Soul Bamba. I'm gonna I can give you a pile of Soul Bamba stats. Bring it. Add to that. Well, first of all, I want to say I don't think of all the statistics, I mean, as good as Junior Hoylet was this year, Sean Morrison, the I mean the reason that he's even five dollars, I feel like, is weird. I feel like it's weird to see a a, a promoted club defender five dollars, not four and a half. Right. Him being at five, same with Barry Douglas. Uh, no, it's because seven goals from a from a center back. So I get you're gonna get you know you, there's not gonna be seven Premier League goals, but how many did Harry Maguire score for Leicester City last season? Four, maybe two, two. Two, Harry Maguire, one of the most purchased, like sought after defenders for the entire season in the Premier League last season. Harry Maguire, one of the most sought after defenders in the Premier League last season, finished the season with two goals. So, Sean Morrison, and in addition to being their player of the season, he won the he won Cardiff's player and their of the team season captain. Award. Yeah, he's captain. Also, who can forget when he was in the back of that taxi cab and he mocked the Derby County players, in particular <laughs> defender Richard Keogh, ahead of their match in April. It was so great. Guess who ended up winning that match? Sean Morrison? Derby County. <laughs> Guess who assisted Derby County's first goal? In Kehoe? Yeah. <laughs> what a good move for a captain. No, what, seven goals and an assist... Uh, big aerial threat in the box. If you want to look at a, you want to see a highlight. Look at his goals. He scored a brace against Hull City. 
towards the end of the season last season. Okay. It is, it, it, it was actually towards the end of April. Had it one on a set piece, one on a corner, where he just powered through and got a great header uh, for the first goal. Second goal was on a breakaway, and he was the one who took the pass from Hoylett with uh, just shifted from right to left and finished with his left, his, uh, his, his weaker foot to score the second goal. Wow. Just a really good all-around, you want to see what the guy's capable of, that was it. And against the team, I mean, I know it's Hall, and I know it's a championship, but it's not It's not, it's it's not, not the worst crap thing team. he can do. And, the, and it's a guy who's 6'3", and, he's, a, and he's, the, he's the emotional leader, exactly what you would want out of a center back, and a guy who, yeah, for $5, that's the thing that's going to scare me off. Is right. five dollars. Right. But hey, don't be surprised if this guy does every bit as much as any of the promoted guys last year did. Look. Who ended up in the like you said, in the top twenty, in the top it, fifteen. In the first three weeks, they're away to Bournemouth, home to Newcastle, and then at Huddersfield. Yeah. Now, after that, their schedule gets crazy. Yeah, they tough. go on a torture run after. But if that. you're building for the beginning of the season, it, they, maybe maybe you're looking at this year's Zonka. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Or, well, Lou, yeah. Lou, well, Dunk, Shane yep. Duffy, yeah, for sure, it, easily. So Bamba and or Morrison. Well, like if, if we get to the end of the year, and if Bamba and Morrison, either one, are in the top fifteen, it will absolutely not surprise so me. So here's the weird thing about Soul Bamba. Okay, one, he's cheaper. Two, you know who the only player from Cardiff? You know who the only player from Cardiff on the on the PFA team of the season for the championship last season you know who it was was it bomba it was bomba yeah so here's why i think he finished the season he was fourth in the championship in tackles he was second in interceptions seventh in clearances sixth in total block shots finished the season with four goals won the award cardiff's award for goal of the season they scored against brentford which was actually an amazing goal Every single one of those categories is what you want for points in FPL. Yeah. Like that is the exact thing that that adds up to bonus so points. much to bonus points. And and he had eight man of the matches. So that that doesn't surprise me. Uh also for what it's worth in the when Sean Morrison won uh player of the season for Cardiff he said to Sol Bamba, "You're my, you're my MVP. Like you're my, right. like you're my." He was, he was giving him some love. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's definitely. giving him credit. So it's so touching. It is so touching, and it's exactly why I don't understand why Scott has no love in his heart. Yeah. All right. No. Are we are we sticking with the defense? Because that's all we're looking at. No. Here. Hold on a second. There's there's at least one other player that that needs to be mentioned. Okay. I, I have stats on other guys. I'm gonna pass on Joe Rawls. I'm going to pass on Kenneth Sohor because I think it's worth mentioning Bobby Reed. Oh Number one, that's like one of the most American names you can have. This year's Andre Gray. Go ahead. <laughs> Scott, I'm not sure. I have to check the stats. Andre Gray ever had 17 goals in the championship. He actually, uh, Maybe he, he had, had more. He had like I don't know. <laughs> Look, what's interesting, Bobby Reed is a signing, the highest level signing that Cardiff has had coming in. Coming in from Bristol City, one of their rivals, 19 goals, 7 assists, 3 man of the matches, okay? He was second in the championship in scoring. 
and he is he's listed as a forward. Okay, so Brian, it depends on what your strategy is for FBL. Some mm-hmm. people like to have three pretty good forwards. Some like to have one really good striker, and then have two kind of throwoffs or guys that play, but I'm not expecting much from them because they want to invest their money in the midfielder defense. And then some people like to have two strikers and then have a cheaper striker who on occasion will play and will produce. I'm just saying Bobby Reed's a 5.5, right? I'm sure that there are guys that are in that area that you'd probably say, I might want to have more than him. But could Bobby Reed Bobby Reed his way into 10 goals this year? Yeah, maybe. Like, that's not going to surprise me if that happens. And if it does, he's at a 5.5, and that's a great price for someone who can produce that. All right, let's let's explore this a little bit. I'm that guy who uh, likes that ladder strategy that you mentioned. Two premium forwards and a discount third forward who plays. I'm going with that strategy as well, okay. by the way. Last year, that third forward primarily was Swansea forward. In the first half of the season, it was yeah. Tammy Abraham. Yeah. And in the second half of the season, it was Jordan Ayew. Yep. Okay. So it would be, uh, what's the word? It would be uh, a, like hypocritical for me to say, Bobby Reed at Cardiff, that's ridiculous. Okay, When fair. that third forward spot was filled with a Swansea player last year, uh, who was at the bottom of the table for most of the year, but... You know, their forwards still manage to score points a lot of weeks. Glad you're recognizing this. But I'm still not really sold on a kid who... Just got signed to Cardiff? Yes. Coming straight from the another team in the championship? Yes. 17 goals. I have a 3-to-1 ratio, so, or maybe 3.5-to-1. So we're looking at 4-5 to five goals in the Premier League, if that holds true. By the way, Andre Gray had 23 goals in the championship. Before coming up to the Premier League, he scored nine the following year. Not saying what the ratio on that is, just saying it's, it's not... almost three to one. So, why would Bobby Reed be any different? 17 goals? I don't want five goals. Well, well every guy's going to be Andre well, and, Gray. And, Dave, honestly, I know you don't want to talk about Zahor, Kenneth Zahor, but he didn't play a lot. He missed two months of the season last season. He scored nine goals. He still had 30, he had 30 appearances, he scored nine goals. And five assists. Which, which Scott's ratio is going to give him less than three next, well, next season. To add, to, to muddy the waters a little bit, I they also had another signing. Yeah. I would bet on less than three goals for Kenneth as a whore. They also had another signing from Norwich, Joshua Murphy. He had 34 appearances, seven subs, seven goals, three assists. Now, obviously, those aren't a ton. But I'm just saying, if we're look like, are those guys going to take away... At all. All of this for a club that scored, on average, one and a half goals per match in the championship. Are you kidding me? This is going to be a club that is going to lose a lot of 2-0, 3-1 matches. Now, if the same guy scores that one goal every time they lose 3-1, then hey, I'll maybe consider that one guy. And if it's Bobby Reed, I'll even consider him. But we're talking about a club that will have very little to no value at all up front for the entire season. Scott, how, mu- how much money are you Are you going to have a 4.5 indoor? Actually, there are no 4.0 defenders, but w- are you going to have a 4.5 sure defender? 
There, there are. There's so some. one a guy that plays. Most of the guys who are start, have currently have starting positions that you can depend on week one are at least the lowest cost is at least four point five, mm-hmm. and or midfielders like Scott. You're not going to be. I don't care what you say. You're not going to be playing five defenders. I'm not arguing about defenders. I'm talking about players playing up front, forward, no, I, I would, midfield. Okay. I'm not going near Cardiff City. The other Who's guy. The other guy, Dave, because you mentioned him was was Paterson <laughs> or Patterson. Sure. Uh, his ten goals. Scott, do you want your first Neil Warnock manager quote of the? You want your manager quote of the podcast? Wow! Before we before they even play a game, we get a quote. Callum Patterson signed as a right back with uh, with Cardiff in the in last summer. Uh, Neil Warnock moved him to midfield. His quote uh, via the Wales online: He said, uh, "When I signed him, I knew he would score six or seven goals as a fullback, but what I didn't know is that he can't defend." <laughs> so, he gives us more of that. Simon Patterson that, Scott. was moved on. moved to midfield, according to Neil Warnock, basically on his attacking enthusiasm alone, uh, which is I just feel like is hilarious. Um, Sounds like a real Alberto Moreno to me. Another guy. I mean, that's another guy. He didn't feature until October for them and finished the season with ten. You know, finished with ten ten goals. I think Scott. I I think that's what Scott is saying is fair, and I think it's because of what you said at the beginning, Dave. It's ten goals, right? Then nine, then nine, then right. seven. And uh, it's the reason why of anyone. I feel like could you take a chance on Hoylet or Patterson or somebody like that in the midfield? Maybe. Well, it, in in the hopes that that they go Pascal Gross for you. But it just doesn't have the same. No, it, it just doesn't. doesn't feel the same. There's nothing about this team that, in any way, feels the same. And it's the reason why I feel like if I was going to go anywhere with Cardiff, it would be either Bamba or Morrison. I agree. And I could not justify in a million years spending five dollars on a Cardiff City defender. I just couldn't do it. Right. So, which leads you directly to Bamba, which stinks because I feel like if if he was four and a half, I would say. Then Sean Morrison becomes like, hey, just on set piece goal threat alone might be worth four and a half. The way that the way that James Tompkins is going to do the same thing for Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace yeah. this season at four and a half, which I'm sure is the reason why James Tompkins is going to be really popular to start to start the season. So you can't. I feel like you can't discount that kind of thing. James Tompkins. Uh- in my all discount team on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. Oh, yeah. So take a moment to plug that while you're talking about it. Well, it just came up with the idea of what an all discount team could look like based off of the prices to start the season and what we know about certain players. So I was just playing around with prices like all of our FPL fanatics listening to this podcast do. And I was like, well, what what's the best squad I can put together if I have a ceiling price of four and a half for goalkeeper and defender, five and a half for midfielder, and six and a half for forward. Ooh. Put together that squad. It's on our website. Uh, there's sure to be debate about it. If you oh, I, I have some debates on it already. Oh, brother. Well, save, it it for, save it for the preview it pod. W- well, <laughs> if it comes up. <laughs> but the best part about it was you, know, you still had something like 
20 pounds in the bank. It, you, yeah. you, did a, you did a great job with it. It was fantastic. I, again, I don't agree. It's not that you weren't right in what you were saying. I just think that maybe there were some better values. I know you love oh, that word, that Scott. word. I think there are better values in other places. Okay. That's great. Moving on. Look, in conclusion, Scott, you're probably right. There's probably not much here. I do lean Brian's direction that Soul Bomba, again, if you're not planning on playing five defenders all season, which, in my opinion, if you do, you're an idiot. So if that's the case, and you're looking for a, a fifth defender, and or fifth slash fourth defender, because honestly, I'm probably not going to play four defenders much, a fifth slash four defender, that is cheap, that is playing, that you can guarantee will be playing every week and have a chance to score some goals and get some bonus points, Soul Pamba is not a bad selection. Take and glean that along with the fact that Bobby Reed, if he's able to not Andre Gray, find his way into some more goals, could very well be a valuable third striker pick at a 5.5. That wouldn't surprise us. It is fascinating as we work through these promoted clubs this season how you can draw parallels to last year's promoted clubs. After discussing Wolves last week, which I highly recommend everyone go back and listen to, it's the best hour on Wolves you'll ever hear. Uh, They are this year's Brighton. While Cardiff City, in discussing them this week, it's obvious they are this year's Huddersfield. That's true. And if there's ever a Newcastle coming into the league this year, it would be Fulham. Fulham's doing work. It's true. And so we're going to discuss them next week. There's going to be a lot more fantasy-relevant players to discuss on the Fulham uh, roster than yeah, there was on the, sure. on the card. Especially one that was signed today. That's true. On loan. Two-year. Uh, interesting. A two-year loan. What exactly does that mean? That means we don't want you back. So whatever it takes to get you out, that'll work but Why not just sign him outright? We'll revisit this in two years, please. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Two-year loan. That's coming next week. We'll have great stuff on Fulham. And then don't forget our preview pod the week before the season starts. The three players we each would buy from each of the 20 clubs. Sure to generate a lot of debate. It's going to be good stuff. Love it. And then we've got matches. Imagine this. How many days till it It's matches? like 18. It It is. It's 17, 18. Uh, yeah, seven, uh, no, it's the 10th that it starts. It's a Friday match. Leicester and United play on the 10th. So we technically have 16 days until Christmas. This is crunch time. Unreal. Just absolutely fantastic. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. 